Welcome to episode 68 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. And how you doing, buddy? Good. Just over here uh, waiting to kick off the second revolution. It's a joke. It's a joke. You guys know all about the state of Pennsylvania. It's a mess right now. Yeah, it's uh, like, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on out there right now. Yeah, it's interesting times, and I'm not going to dive into it or anything. But yeah, we don't um, get too much into it. But it's it's uh, uh, it's just interesting. As a business owner, regardless of where you're at in the country, like for some business owners, this whole thing really sucks, and I feel really bad. And there's a lot of people that definitely have a lot of trials that have occurred and a lot of things happening. But you can't say that it's boring right <laughs> yeah. now. I'll I'll say yeah. that. So that's where I'm going to leave that at right now. But I'm good. I had a thought, I think it was this morning, when, when this was all first starting, and there's a lot of unknowns, we didn't, you know, we didn't know how serious this was and, and, and all that stuff. I, I, just, I remember thinking, I'm like, you know what, finally something that can bring our country together because how could this possibly become political? There's just, you know, that, <laughs> that there's this virus going on and we're all going to try to survive. And we're all going to, we're all going to come together. And boy, was I a, was I a moron for thinking that because is turned into nothing but a political battle between people and states and governors. And it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just, I, I think I said this before. I cannot wait to see the documentary on this oh yeah it'll in be like a couple, five years right it'll be five to ten years but then i cannot you'll be like, wait <laughs> and and then my kids would be like what were we doing um well you know stuff yeah. we we're surviving we we're buying survival food and planting corn i was making That's... sweet memes <laughs> sweet <laughs> hardcore memes i was making hardcore memes and going to work <laughs> that's what i was saying <laughs> but did, did you guys like actually do anything else no no we didn't mm-hmm. but yeah you know it it's kind of like this whole reality that i kind of have learned to be true in my life so one thing i did and there's a balance cuz i want to be informed but i don't watch the news and you can usually tell in my family people who watch the news you know the the night news is always depressing you know it's always political it's always everything in media anymore just seems like it's so positioned to separate people from each other. And I can just, I find it funny. I can always tell who's like hardcore focused on the typical quote unquote left and right media outlets in my family. And I've just tried to not be that guy. You know, I, I don't want to be depressed. I, I mean, I want to be informed and that's the hard balance. You know, but this whole situation is, has reinforced to me that it doesn't really matter. Like, I don't care where you fall on a political spectrum. There's not much media you can trust. There just really isn't. Yeah. That is not just politically trying to put you in one fence or another. So it's kind of depressing, but it's just something yeah. I've been analyzing. Yeah. I, I, I think that's wisdom. I think that's, that's, uh, I've become less, much less political than I used to be. Well, politically outspoken. I think I still have have very strong, strong feelings, and I just I'm not I'm not the guy on 
I just started typing up something I say, well, and here's another problem. I'm a very sarcastic person, which I think I love, I love sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. I love sarcasm. Sarcasm is one of my love languages. I love it. And, but it doesn't come across all that great. So I was typing up this Facebook post yesterday, just, just like a, I don't know, just a backhanded and sarcastic, um, thing that I've just noticed. And I just wanted to bring light to it really. It did like, I like to bring humor to things too. If you can't laugh at it, then, then what's the point? So, but I typed it up and I, I, I walked away from it cause I had to go do something in the shop real quick. And I, and I came back and I, and I read it again and I'm like, Nope. And I just hit the X. <laughs> Dude, I, okay. I've let a couple slide. No, I, I don't ever try to. So one thing that I know for sure, and everybody is going to agree with this. I think we don't change each other's minds through fighting on social media. You can use social media to influence. That's absolutely true. Right. Um, and I have found that this whole time I've kept my mouth shut, but my sarcastic side is there and it's dangerous. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> it's, it's come out a couple of times, but it's, uh, it's, it's definitely, I, I'm, I'm torn because part of what has been changing the tide of this whole event, this whole pandemic is the fact that you see trends among people in many different camps um, on social media. You can kind of analyze and watch where the language is going and it was literally two months ago, total fear. It didn't really matter where you landed politics aside, you know, it was fear. And now it's literally in my state, it's like rebellion yeah. <laughs> is what's happening. And, and that happened over the course of two months. Um, and I've seen many people who were in the total fear, total, just submit to whatever. And just let's get through this now in the totally different. So it's, I'm glad people are posting a lot on social media because it, it does show trends. My Instagram doesn't show trends because only gun companies yeah, and gun pages yeah, interact. But too. on my personal Facebook page, that is, you know, I, I have a friend circle that's very vast. I have many people that aren't quote unquote conservative. They aren't in the same camp as me. They hate guns. Like I go to so many friend gatherings and things with family members and they just hate what I do, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's not that they hate what I do, but they're just not in alignment with what I believe. Um, so I, I get to see that on Facebook, which is kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's unique. I don't want to ever go through it again, to be honest. I definitely don't think anyone's going to listen to the media next time, but Oh, they will. I guess, but, I guess it's true. We forget. Give us one thing years. I've learned is that people love, Love the media. Well, because you can find whatever media you want to, to, to pander to what you want to hear and what you believe. So it's, Dude, and that's, that's the worst part. That's, and, and that's what I learned. So one thing in college when I was doing statistics and studying statistics, and I'm not like a statistics major or anything or some crazy like in depth, but I did take a bunch of classes on statistics. And one of the classes specifically was about influencing through statistics and how you can present data in ways that that can change people's perception. You're not lying. You know, you're not taking data and creating something false. It could be as simple as instead of showing big numbers, if you want it to look good, you can show certain percentages or you can use different colors or you can use different styles of graphs or you you can break them down different ways. And that was a, a super eye-opening class. And now with what I know about marketing, just from the school of learning the hard way, 
you can tell when you're being manipulated if you pay attention and you can tell when not even manipulated, but when you're trying to be very influenced to think a certain way. Um, but you're right. You can take the same sets of data and use it to justify any, pretty much any position you want. And, um, that's the, that's the hard part of the enlightened period of humanity is, you know, where we, we feel like we're in this super scientific knowledgeable realm where we can just, you know, we just can confirm this thing or back this thing up or, you know, justify actions. And then you, you find out that you can take data and do whatever you want with it pretty much if you're not being a hundred percent honest. Yep. So it'll be, be interesting to see that documentary in a couple of years, but it will be out. I yep. promise. I can't wait. And to see all the ways that, that, that we were stupid and which well, is going to be stupid both ways. It's going to be stupid. Yeah. We should have done this or we shouldn't have done this. So it's a, yeah. it'll just be a, a learning yeah. thing, but I can tell you that, you know, to kind of close off this topic, I'm going to be way more focused, not in a prepper stance. And I think this is going to be the reality among a lot of people in it, just in a better aware state of mind, at least for the foreseeable future. And the things that I would normally, so let me put it this way. I just bought half a steer and a pig. So like things like that are going to occur in my life where I'm going to have food and things because it's cheaper to do it in bulk. It's, it it always is. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be taking certain steps for my family so that in the event that these things happen down the road again, we don't have to worry, you know, when, when they have requirements at grocery stores and, and we really didn't have to this time, but when there's certain things like the, in the Walmarts in Pennsylvania, they're only letting 50 people in at a time. So you're standing in lines of people for stupid amounts of time waiting for people to shop. And we didn't do that, but we didn't have to. And just, I'm hoping that a lot of people kind of become mini preppers, you know, business owners sit on some cash and, and have some money in their business so that, their employees can be employed, you know, just, just things that we kind of take for granted when we're comfy. I do think that is, is something that a lot of people are going to change is just being more prepared for, for things. And hopefully that, that is just becoming more, uh, you know, financially wise and free. So I think that, yeah, I, I think, I think everybody has learned that whether, whether you're, you're in a position where you've you've had to depend on your cash reserves or not. I think everybody's had to step back and look at at, at, at the situation they're in and ask if, and then look around and see, you know, does all the stuff that I have that I'm st- either still paying on or you pay too much for, or, and that, that you don't really need. I think I think people are looking around at that stuff and thinking, you know, if I had that, if I had that money in the bank, I wouldn't be. I, I, wouldn't be leaning on my credit cards right now and or I wouldn't be waiting for a government check. So, right. um, well, that's all I had. I, I went, yeah. went on way longer than what I was expecting, but Hey, you had said, and I don't know if this is true. Maybe I'm throwing you the curveball. You had said you had something for us for this podcast. Is so that I, I had an idea. Um, 
So full disclosure here, guys, if it sucks, it's Greg's idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously, I had no idea. <laughs> I still have no idea what this is. So let's find out. I just came across it. We'll have to figure out like a name for this. It, 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 so we've never really had a segment with Dude, this podcast before. That could be their homework for this week is helping us name this segment. Well, <laughs> and part of the reason why I came up with this idea is because every time we ask for participation with stuff like this, we never get anything. So I'm like, you know what? Fine. I'm going to come up with my own things to entertain each other. So guys, if you ourselves. want, if you want normal podcasts, you need to respond to us requesting you to email us where Greg comes up with crazy ideas. So really, if this sucks, it's not our fault. It's because I've had it's, to do this. Right. So anyway, I came across just like, you know, some funny icebreaker questions. And I, and I thought, I'm like, Jared, you and I have been friends for a long time and oh, we've slept in the same small rooms many a time, but Literally. do we really, but do we really know each other? So you're, you're scaring me. So there's some questions here that I think is really going to get down to the depths of, of who we are and people are going to get to know who we are a little bit better. So, I'm starting to take back this whole support of this idea. Oh, it's too late now. So, um, let me right, ask some, me, a, ask me a question. Let, 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 so let's do one of these in each podcast, I think. And this may be awesome or may not. So I've not prepared this at all. I'm looking at questions now. Um, all right. Well, this is a good one. The, zo- <laughs> the zombie, the zombie apocalypse is coming. Who are three people that you want on your team? Oh man. That's a good one. Well, see if I want, if I want brownie points, I'm going to say Greg and Dusty. Yeah, but you probably didn't. But, but realistically, realistically, only three. So I only yep. have three people. Three. Literally, only three people. Yep. I have four kids. So, mm-hmm. like, how am I doing this? <laughs> Your family has already been taken over by zombies. I'm sorry to tell oh. you. So now it's, that's really that's sad. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. That, that is, that's actually terribly sad. <laughs> um, well, I guess... As long as my business partner, Ethan, is not taken over by zombies, I would definitely have him on my team because he's definitely good at shooting things and killing critters, and I'm sure zombies fall into that. Plus, we have a lot of night vision between the two of us, and we both have pretty cool vehicles that can just plow over zombies. Uh, the third one, hmm. just because, like, I would pick you, Greg. Like, no offense, but you're too far away. Um, I can travel. You could maybe, but because I, because I'm going to have a Mad Max vehicle. You have I promise to you that you have to like have your own three though. Maybe uh, our yeah, three can 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 yeah, come, come together. So I would say each other. I would probably say my friend Tyler because he's a really good mechanic, and I mean I'm mechanically inclined. Ethan's mechanically inclined. We all can shoot well. We all have an arsenal. We all have a ton of ammo. And we all have very capable vehicles. So I'd say that'd be my first A team three. That's what I'm choosing. I'm done. So it was, it was what, Ethan? Ethan buddy? and Tyler, yeah. So you got you got one more. Oh, really? I have three people? Yeah, you have three people. Is that what the question was? I thought I was included in the three. No. Okay, okay. That's um, not how I read it. Oh, that's tough. Because I don't hang out with many people. I'm kind of like a loner. I've been in this garage for too long. Um, I don't know. I'll pick you. I'm picking you. You're coming to you're coming to Pennsylvania. All right, coming to PA. So let's say that I didn't accept your invitation. And I had to pick. I had to pick my own. Three. Okay. Um, let's say that you're already overtaken by by zombies and you're and you're dead and gone. So, um, 
I've got to, I got to pick my own. It's funny that you went like direct. So my mind went to like, I don't know, like movie people is kind of where my mind went. So I was thinking like, Oh really? So like you pick anybody? I was, yeah. So I was thinking like Jason Statham. I was thinking, uh, I was was thinking like, I need somebody who's like, who's like the comedic relief. So I need somebody like, like Kevin Hart. Oh man, you'll Um, die. You're going to die so fast. But I've got, but I got Jason Statham who, if you've seen anything that he does, he just he crushes everybody. So, um, and then, or would I go with like a Jack Black? I don't know. Like really, over, over Kevin Hart. Wow. So I am definitely not allowing you into my crew. Dang it. Um, sorry, sorry, man. I all right. So, do- but let's say that I, you know, you know All right. So let's. You have to, go more you have to pick route. people. You have to pick people you could call on your cell phone right now. People I actually know. Okay. Um, and that's way harder than it sounds. I'm going to pick Dusty because he's, he's my comedic relief and he's, and he's a pretty good shot. Um, and the zombies will leave him alone, I think. Yeah, he's, he's too bony. There's not enough meat there to, <laughs> you know, to want anything. Um, uh, my buddy Victor, this, he's got he has a pretty insane uh arsenal and and vehicle he's got a massively lifted uh truck it's just insane that would be great to like drive over zombies um and i got one more who else i i guess the other reason i was thinking celebrity stuff because i know i'm gonna i know there's somebody listening that's like gonna be offended i didn't pick them (laughs) <laughs> chances are just all right so chances are I got zombies one more. actually occur we got bigger problems than your feelings <laughs> <laughs> literally um and one more that's hard so, man hey dusty victor uh man who else do i have that's like uh my buddy andrew you know the he's only other like, thing is he's an insane shot um, i'm i'm like the the thing that we're missing in my crew is somebody who's a doctor and I don't really have any friends who are doctors. So I see like, what if I get my leg chewed off? So I don't know about Victor, but I know like the other three of us have pretty good, uh, medical training. Andrew's definitely like he's SWAT and stuff like that. So I know he knows his way around some medical stuff. So yeah, I think that's, that's mine. So there you go, people. When when we when we don't get uh Matt, now you need like a sound participation. I know. We need like it's an like intro. We need a name. <laughs> it just like comes in with a flashy little tune. Yeah. yeah, we need a we need a little jingle and a little intro. Be like uh break. There you go. I'm gonna there isolate that. I'm He's going to actually pull that on. <laughs> I'm going to pull that. I'm going to put a little jingle behind it. Do it. Do it. There you go. Please. <laughs> All right. So you heard it first. Uh, so what, what, what's going on with the, with business stuff lately? How's the, how's the new target going and all that? I haven't pulled many stats on that because it's been such a hectic uh, last couple of weeks, but the new targets really well received. We 
we have had a lot of good feedback from it. I kind of, I mean, the target, I kind of talked about this on the podcast before the target audience for that is really departments and law enforcement. And I think that's where it's going to fill more than necessarily the direct consumer, but it always, I always get surprised over time. You know, I kind of have preconceived notions of what, where something's going to fill. And I'm usually pretty close, but it'll be interesting to see over the next year how that target system does. And uh, part of that's just us creating media around using it, showcasing it, doing drills with it, getting it out in front of people. And that's, that's my goal over the summer is just to really hammer home literally on that target system and show people where its strong points are. Um, the business itself, things have picked up a lot over the last couple of weeks, which is a breath of fresh air. I know I shared a lot of, um, a lot of, like I say, anxiety, but there was definitely at the very beginning of this thing, there was a couple of weeks where I was really nervous and it's been a breath of fresh air to have people confident enough to spend money and, and buy products from us because at the end of the day, that's how a business lives. And it's been very hectic for us just to keep up. We have been producing just in as much, as much as we're producing is getting shipped and that's kind of, kind of a totally different direction than what we had expected. We were planning on this month and next month building up a ton of inventory. So we had a couple months worth of shipping without having to scramble and try to keep up with our main movers, but that hasn't happened at all. It's just been constantly, constantly going out of stock and then restocking. And then as soon as we restock, everything's back out again. Yeah. So it's a good thing, but yeah, it's that weird reality. And I think you would kind of confirm this that I want, like, I'm super excited. Don't get me wrong. But every time this happens, I'm like, so when does it go back to normal? I know that's, that's, you know, and, yeah. and we talked about a little bit last, I think it was last episode where you mentioned that, you know, making decisions based on these kinds of swells in sales is sometimes really hard because we just don't know the few, yeah. you never know the future, but with all the things we've been dealt over the last two months, we really don't know where we're going to go. So yeah, I'm just, I'm very thankful to everybody supporting us. Um, and I just, I hope, I hope through the summer people have confidence and, and our marketing stays strong and we stay present in front of people and it results in us continuing to grow the way we are. What about you? Um, so, uh, it's it, last week on the podcast, I was getting, I was getting phone calls. I got like two calls from the machine rigging company. They're the ones that moves the CNC, uh, and in, into our shop. So after I got the podcast last week, I called them up and just, just to see what's going on. And they said that they just received the CNC machine and they could deliver it after lunch or after Memorial day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> were my choices. So I'm like, <laughs> which thankfully, uh, we were pretty much ready here. I just, uh, uh, all I needed to do was drain the coolant out of the mini mill CNC. That's, that's already here. Cause I was going to have them, uh, swap locations. I was like, I just got to drain, drain coolant. So come on and 
bring it over. So uh, we had the CNC in place and power and air were, were hooked up to it by the end of, of, of that day. So uh, we're, it, it's up and running. I got two CNCs that, that are ready to rock. Uh, the only thing is I wasn't able to, um, I wasn't able to bolt down the vices inside the new machine uh, just because of how the T-slots laid out and vices laid out and stuff like that. So I had to order another, it's called a, uh, like a subplate. It's got a bunch of holes in it. So I ordered a subplate, still waiting for that to come. So I've honestly, I've got, I've got two machines that can run, but neither one are running right now because I'm waiting on things, which is frustrating because I need to get them going. But I think within the next day or two here, uh, one or both should be fully functional up and running. And, and uh, so I'm, I'm super excited for that because I, I basically spent all weekend, uh, except for Mother's Day, spent all weekend uh, doing like, you know, getting stuff drawn up and, and getting new, new fixture, you know, getting new fixturing drawn up. So in, in the mini mill, every, cycle which is like 35 40 minutes i would get 24 neomeg plates done in this new one i think every well my cam software is showing like an hour which i don't think which doesn't make sense i mean if it does turn out to this way it's going to be amazing my software is telling me every hour i'm going to get 60 done which would be insane it's almost three times and not a whole lot longer uh span of, of getting parts done so if that's the case i'm super excited we're going to be getting not only caught up but i think we'll be able to get ahead of things and uh yeah so i, I can't wait for that and then and then i'm gonna have the mini mill sitting there that i can do things like more edc trays and i just it i'm gonna be able to to make so many more things and um and i'm super excited for that so that's kind of what's going on with the, with the, the CNC stuff. And then I, I think I mentioned to you, I got a fiber laser. I purchased a fiber laser that should be here in like a week or two. I got to run a dedicated uh, power line for that. And I got to run a vent and actually the landlord's going to help us with that. We're going to run a vent up through the roof actually. So there's a lot of stuff going on here. We've got, a couple more guys that are uh, that are coming in and, and helping build things and get clips done and it's I mean we're running at, at full tilt over here and we're still just just keeping up so it, and that's you know you mentioned it and that's kind of been the big question is how much do I scale and I really I was, I was talking to one of the guys yesterday and I said, I, I've got dreams and goals and aspirations for where I want to scale this company to. And in a lot of ways right now, I could make some pretty good, you know, big steps towards that goal right now with how things are going. And, but I also don't want to take steps that I shouldn't right now either. And so, you know, it just, the question is how long do you wait before you, you make the step. And then 
and then I also ask myself, like, well, if if I make those steps to scale up to these things, we're going to be able to do more things, which um, which brings more more income in. So, should I just do it because it, because it, it's going to afford us more capability and ability to do things? So, um, I've got a couple people in a couple positions that I would love to what. Yeah, if I could, if I could just do whatever I wanted, and just go for it. I mean, I would have somebody who would, you know, who would specialize in like inventory uh, management. Specialize in, in. They wouldn't have necessarily specialize in, in in the CNC. I could train somebody pretty easily, but if they had the interest, you know, somebody to just to keep the CNC going. So I'm not the one going out there and swapping pallets out. I would love to get somebody in here that does media. Um, just, yeah, oh man, I would love to have somebody who, um, uh, just cause I have ideas for what I would, you know, I, for where I would love to see the media from our company go and, um, and I think it would be, I think it would bring a lot of value, but in order for that to be done the way that I want it to be done, it, it would need, it would almost need to be somebody full time. Like it would need to be somebody who is here all the time with the camera in their hands. Um, yep. That's really the only way to, yeah. It just like, I would love to see it. Not that, not that we're, that we would have like a reality TV show here or anything like that, but like, I would love to see vlog type stuff. I would love to, I would love to do more EDC specialized videos and reviews and um, just all sorts of things I would love to, to get done with, with media stuff. So um, I, today I would, I'm hoping that a couple of things for the CNC will be here that I can, I can bring in and start get going on. If not, I speaking to media stuff, I've got some video edit. We got a bunch of video of the CNC coming in and getting set up. And I thought that'd be a fun, it's kind of a fun, video to put together so i got everything pulled off the cameras for that i just need to i just need to throw the edit together and throw some music to it and um so yeah there's lots of stuff going on here and lots of potential big decisions to make that's awesome and one of the other things that i completely forgot to mention which maybe you noticed did you see we released those cardboard targets uh, I, I saw a post about it, but I guess I didn't realize that that was like your, your cardboard tart, your cardboard. So we started, yeah, we started making our own, they're USPSA spec. Yes. Um, that's what it everything. looked like. Yeah. Um, but just trying to take the business one step further to one, you know, one stop shop for, um, for anybody looking to shoot. So that's one that's of cool. the thing we added to our website and then we sold out of them. It was insane. We had thousands of them that we had manufactured. They were gone. What's literally like just? I think it was what's like different, days. special about about them? Because it's because it's funny. I've I've had the same thought. I've thought about doing doing something like that too. The biggest thing is where we're located is is the most advantageous place to manufacture them. We don't have to ship West Coast. So that right now there's a, there's only a couple companies that are offering them at really reasonable you know, re- reasonable pricing mm-hmm. and we're able with full margins to offer better and substantially better so 
there's um yeah there's almost 10,000 coming middle of next week and I think those will be gone just probably that week the following week but we're just trying to find different ways to have people on our site the ammunition was one way to do that to get out in front of people to give other options for people that you know may not need or want steel targets right at this moment but those cardboard targets supplement our bases and the things that we do really really well and people buy our bases all the time just the base alone to shoot with paper and now they have the opportunity that they can kind of bundle both together so there's there's a couple other things coming too but i've been racking my brain trying to figure out ways to um, maintain you know offer things that are in alignment with what we do but they're also different you know they're, yeah. they're going to attract different people so that's that's what i've been thinking about a lot lately yep that's not about. easy it's not no, easy it's not. to come up with no. good ideas yeah no that's that's definitely that's something i've been thinking about too is you know what's the next yeah, you know what's that next thing? And I, I think I think that's just the smart entrepreneur coming out of us is, is just continually looking forward and trying to figure out what figure out what's next. I would, you know, I I'm planning on more more innovative products coming out of here, and but um, but yeah, I'm also kind of wondering, you know, what else is there? Is there is there anything else that that we can offer to the community and and the hobby and sport and stuff like that that we haven't thought of yet so that's cool man. the other thing that i'm always looking at and it's something that i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna market these a lot better but it's one of the reasons why we created fireboxes was because we wanted to have a product that kept material in the shop kept the, the table running and supplemented other things that we're doing, but also kind of targeted the same kinds of people mm -hmm. that we're already selling to. And that's the other thing that we're looking at is trying to kind of go into some of those other areas without muddying the brand up. That's yeah. the, that's the biggest thing is you don't, you don't want to all of a sudden become, you know, not that I have anything against them, but I don't want to become a midway USA where, you know, I just have so much stuff on my website that it's overwhelming right. and, I don't want tons of ran, you know, I don't want tons of random stuff on tatargets.com or it's going to get, it's just going to get, get muddy. It's going to, you're not going to be able to tell what the brand right. mission is as clearly if we muddy it up, but there's certain things that I'm willing to definitely. That's funny. I was, that, because that's, that's exactly the conversation I was having with one of the guys here yesterday. Um, I, he was just asking about, about, you know, some of the other products that, that we resell and I'm like, I've got an account with RSR. I can get whatever I want and bring it in here. I mean, there's tons of stuff on there, but one margins suck. So in order to make any money on it, you got to carry a lot of stuff and you've got to move a lot of stuff. I said, the other thing is like, yeah, I, I, I don't want to become another resale website. I want to become a innovative company that makes innovative products. And then we sell, other things like magazines and, and weapon lights, you know, you know, like a few other things that complement what we sell and complement 
um, yeah, to just, you know, you know what we do. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the balance there. It, it, yeah. Because it also doesn't, it also looks weird when you only carry like two or three other things and it's like, it, it, it looks odd. And then also, I mean, you, you're, you're, you're not really going to make any, you're not going to make, you're not going to make much money on it. Um, one of the things it does do is it, it, it can bring other people to your website. If somebody's searching for Glock 19 magazine and Midway comes up and Brownells and the neomag.com. And if our price is similar to theirs, then people are going to click on it. And now I've got somebody new to our website possibly. So that's, that is another reason to you know, to carry other, other people's stuff. But um I mean, like I know, I know for sure that there's there are companies that carry Neomag because they 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 see the value in bringing other and and that coming up in their search and you know, the search results when people are looking to buy Neomag. So it goes all all the way around. Yeah, absolutely. But that's just one of the things that I'm I'm trying to balance out and just make sure we're approaching that the right way. Plus, like you said, it, it's kind of eye-opening. And the only reason I know about it is because I have my FFL and then got an RSR account just so I could order in firearms and things like that. How depressing margins are. <laughs> yeah. Just reselling products. And it it gives you kind of an appreciation for those gun shops that have existed for 40, 50 years because that's not easy. There's there's definitely, Yeah. I, I definitely would not want to be the gun shop, you know, operating on selling firearms and selling accessories. Yeah. It's, I mean, but there's also a lot of super successful, you know, companies out there that, that do it and do it well. It just kind of depends on what yeah. your business model is and, and what you're good at. So. Um, yeah. It's, it's definitely each business has its own little quirks and, and things that, I didn't really pay attention to until we started really diving into TA and yeah, it's crazy, man, to think that just something I've been thinking about over the last couple of days is this is the fifth year. I guess it's the fifth. Yeah. It's fifth year and how much has changed and how much, how much different things are for TA and and for myself and just looking at where I'm at as a person. And um, maybe it's just because I've been alone working at home and I've had enough time to think about things, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. I don't know if you ever take a lot of time to just kind of think about the last couple of years, but the last, I'd say this past week um, just because of, just a lot of things going on and, and other stuff um, in my world. It, it's just made me think about the last couple of years, not, in a, you know, not in a bad way, but it's been a whirlwind. Yeah. It, it literally has just been a whirlwind. And as I started thinking about it and thinking about where we're at right now, I got really tired. <laughs> it, I seriously got yesterday. Dude, it, it, I worked in the morning and I was working on some videos and things like that. And then we had a, a marketing meeting in the afternoon, but in between kind of lunchtime and the marketing meeting, dude, I was dead. I just, I was exhausted. I, 
lost energy and motivation. And it's, it's something that, and maybe I'll pose this as a question. I'm thinking forward to the next 10 years and that's what made me kind of really tired. Have you ever felt like that? Where uh, I just got asked that question yesterday. So I brought up this, the conversation I had with one of the guys here yesterday and it was kind of a long conversation because he kind of posed that question to me and he's a buddy of mine. His name's Nate and he's, he's, he's worked for me in some capacity since the beginning. Like he was at his house building Neo mags uh, years ago and he's been able to, to come here and work for me cause he's been furloughed. So he's been around, but he posed the question of, you know, what's your kind of goals for this company in the future? And my mind just explodes when I get asked that question because six months ago, I couldn't have told you that I would be sitting in the shop that we're in with another CNC machine and a fiber laser on the way. It just, things happen so, so quick and it, and it constantly happens that quick that I have no idea what's going to, I, I can't even tell you what is going to happen six months from now, let alone five and 10 years from now. Yeah. Um, where I thought we are now, I thought would take 10 years and, and, and it's been five. So in five more years, I, I can't even imagine how, you know, where things are going to be, you know, things are either going to be four times bigger than this, or maybe it's the same. I, you know, I have no idea. And it's, it, it really, really boggles my mind to try to tell the future and try to figure out what the future holds. And I really kind of the bottom line message I told him is, is really is like, I don't, I know that I'm driven by wanting to succeed and I'm driven by, you know, loving to create things and come out with new products and help people in our community with those products. Like I'm driven by those, those three things. So wherever that takes us is wherever it takes us. I, I have, I have, I have no idea where things will be in the future. I just know that, it's going, I'm going to do whatever it takes to continue to grow and succeed. That's, that's the only thing I've got. And I know it's probably a horrible pitch to, you know, if I'm sitting in front of a bank and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get a big loan <laughs> and they want to see stats for, you know, for where I see things in the next five years, I wouldn't even know where to begin with like making charts and graphs and stuff. Um, but yeah, man, I know my mind, my mind explodes trying to think about where things are going to be in the future. I, yeah. No idea. I'm the same way. I, I don't know. I'm excited. And I, I go through spells where I'm super driven and super motivated. And I feel like the last year, I would say that's been a constant state for me where I'm just like, what's the next thing? What, how can we step up our media game? How can we step up our brand presence? How can we do all this stuff? And then you know, it's just lately it's been, and I, I seriously think it's just because I've had a lot of time to myself. I'm on the phone with Ethan every day. I'm on, you know, the phone with Ridge. I'm 
we're I'm in communication with people, but I'm alone, you know, and it's, it's given me some space to think about stuff. And I, I don't know where there's, you know, where that's headed, you know, or, or what I'm even getting at by saying it, but I just put that out there. It's just something that I'm realizing is maybe I just need a vacation. <laughs> I think, I think after things go back to quote unquote normal, I just need to take a week and go do something. And in fact, Jess yesterday was telling me that when my Jeep's done in the body shop, she's like, you should go to the cabin, just you and take your cameras and just go take pictures. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna take a weekend when that thing's done and do exactly that. That's a good wife right there. She's a keeper. Well, she can tell she, she could, so she can sense internal turmoil with me. Yeah. And I'm not saying that in like a, a, like I'm struggling with things or anything. I'm just, just, she can tell when I'm thinking through things or being analytical or whatever. And she sensed that and was like, and she just said, I should go up to the cabin. Cause I, I, it's one of my favorite ways to just turn off my brain is to take photos yeah. of stuff that has nothing to do with the business. Um, sometimes I'll do firearm photography and stuff like that, but. I just want to go up and take pictures of the Jeep with its fresh paint job in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. My, my biggest struggle. Oh, I, I, I can't say it's my biggest struggle. One of the, one of the struggles that I have is, um, is trying to let myself just focus on what needs done right now because I feel like, I feel like when I do that, you know, you know, so right now, so I've been super focused on these, uh, on the CNC machines and getting those up and running and said and done, that's going to be probably a week worth of, of, of work to get, to get those up and running to full capacity and stuff. Um, but the hard part with me doing that is I feel like I'm neglecting a hundred other things that I either need to be doing or should be doing it. You know, I, I'm, you know, we're just talking about how we, how we're, how we're always kind of thinking ahead of what's the next thing. And, and I feel like that's such an important part of my job of thinking about what's next, that if I'd stop thinking about what's next and focus on, on the CNC machines that I'm, that I'm neglecting the company and that's, and I'm going to pay for that. And just, so just allowing myself to to just focus on what needs to be done right now is a, is a big struggle. Um, yeah. So that's just, I was, I was, I was just thinking about that yesterday. I was walking into the, I was walking in the machine shop with my arms full of stuff. And I just kind of had this, I had this thought like, man, I'm, I, I just started, I started thinking about all the things that I've not done and I'm not doing uh, you know, for the company. I mean, I, I had one of my part-time guys walk into the, walk in the machine shop when I was in there and ask and ask what he should do. And I look at him, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've not been in, I've not been in the assembly and shipping area to tell what needs to be done. I have no idea what's going on out there, which is, a, which is also a crazy feeling of, of not knowing what is going on in part of my company. It's just, that's such a crazy 
feeling, but that, but that's also because I've been so focused, laser focused on these, uh, on the CNC and getting those up and running that, I mean, you know, you know, thankfully I've got Dusty and I've got Nate and I've got, I've got some of these other guys that, that know what to do and just, and just keep the, keep things going. Cause I have no idea what's going on out there. I couldn't tell you. I've not had time to you know, sit down and look at inventory stuff and which isn't really my job anymore. I've, I've given those tasks over. So I think that's the biggest, the biggest key there though, is that you have to find good people, you know, and we both know that we've talked about that, but having good people that you can just turn those things off in your brain and, and yeah, check in and make sure that things are happening the way they need to happen. But sure. I've got a meeting every Monday with Dusty where where we we spend 30, 40 minutes just bullet points going through everything that's going on and just so I so I keep a, a finger on the pulse. But uh but other than that, yeah. It's 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 letting go of things. So But speaking of which man, I I gotta get run here. I've got another call I gotta hop on. So been an awesome awesome conversation. Well, people liked our uh, icebreaker. Yeah, I'm excited to see if you actually make a jingle out of my voice. If I don't, this episode will be ready for the next. (laughs) But that's going to happen. Awesome. All right, man. Well, uh, hope you have an awesome week. Yep, we'll catch up with you next time.